disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 96 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater, and I'm back. I know I'm super late, but hey, I'm alive, and that's all that matters, right? <laughs> uh, I want to thank you guys for being super patient while, uh, while there have been several sort of issues that have come come back, uh, come up in the past couple weeks. I'm still getting used to talking again. I'm sure you can kind of tell uh, right now. Uh, first thing is that there was a little bit of delay on the last episode, of course, because, well, uh, there was a problem with the site that I used to upload the podcast and the uploading process changed and I didn't know how to uh, adjust to that. So I had to send the people an email and then they sent me one back and they told me how to do it. So then I got the episode up and then after that, I got sick <laughs> uh, last Sunday. Let's see. February 3rd was my birthday. And, uh, you know, I just kind of kicked it with my friends and my girlfriend all weekend. And then I came down with something pretty bad. And then I was out for pretty much a week and I'm still not 100 percent, but uh, I can talk now. So that's that's some progress. Um, so I want to thank everybody for being patient while I try to get caught up here. I know I'm a little bit uh, a couple episodes behind, but, you know, that happens uh, from time to time. So I want to thank you guys for being super patient and uh, being pretty chill about it. This is episode 96. Can't believe that. That's four episodes away from episode 100. Whew, man, I've gotten at least uh, one suggestion on something to kind of do for uh, episode 100. I don't know if we'll be able to do that or not yet, but I will kind of talk about it later on as I as, I, as we get closer so I can kind of have some time to think about it. Uh, but of course, if you have any questions, concerns or comments, or suggestions for, or anything like that, then you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have, haven't had a chance yet, you want to head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Give that page a like. There have been a couple of likes that have kind of come in recently, so I want to just thank all you guys that have liked the page. I've been hearing from some brand new people. Um, as always, if you have anything positive you want to say about the podcast, feel free to leave me a review. You can always just send me an email. Just let me, you know, if you just have something positive you want to say. Occasionally, I just get messages on Facebook of people just want to tell me that they enjoy the show. So I, I appreciate that as well. Um, I did want to give a shout out here to Amber. Uh, Amber sent me a message on Facebook. Says, hey, Tim, this came up in my feed on YouTube. Since I grew up watching both Justice League and DBZ, I found this hilarious and wanted to share peace. So Amber actually sent me a link to a series. Well, I'm not sure if it's an actual full out series or if it's just this one video. I did watch the one video, uh, but it's called Justice League plus Dragon Ball Z. And then it, and then parentheses, it says fans, animation, superheroes, parody. Okay, <laughs> some of you guys may have already seen this already, but it's super impressive. It's just sort of, you know, there's a lot of Dragon Ball related parodies on YouTube. I mean, I, you know, there's just so much shit <laughs> out there, but this is definitely one of the better ones. Uh, it's been out for a, about a year, so uh, some of you guys probably have seen it, but uh, it's where they combine. They kind of take the worlds of Justice League and Dragon Ball Z and combine them into one. Right. So, for instance, Gohan is Superman in this cartoon uh, and like and it's drawn and it's drawn in Dragon Ball style. But they're all sort of, you know, DC characters, the Justice League characters. Piccolo is Martian Manhunter. Um, 
<laughs> Dark Side is the villain, but they kind of combine him with Frieza and they kind of combine him with Cell. So if you watch it, you can see this. You can kind of see the parallels and the similarities between the two. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's no secret that Goku is Goku's origin story at the very least has always kind of been tied into uh, not indirectly, but there's a lot of sort of staggering similarities between he and Superman. So this is kind of a cool another way that they kind of found to sort of uh, tie it in. So uh, I want to thank Amber for sending me that email for that, that message thought that was pretty cool and nice to hear from you amber um it's always nice to hear from brand new people so um by all means don't hesitate to hit me up again in the future if you have anything else you want to share uh i think that about that's about it i do have another an actual email here for our email segment called what are you saying but it's more so pertaining to episode 97 of dragon ball super so then I'll, I'll just get to that email when we get to that episode okay so without uh, any further ado, we're going to jump into the episode talk for this week. So of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 96, is going to cover episode 96 of Dragon Ball Super, uh, titled, The Time Has Come to the New Realm with the Universes on the Line. Wow, here we go, guys, right? Or are we? <laughs> because... Sometimes the titles are misleading, you know, sometimes it might, you might think something's about to start and it doesn't, uh, but at least we know where everyone's showing up to the, to the actual place now. Okay. So we, after however many episodes, since we learned about the terminal of power, we're finally at this point to where it's about to start. So it's time to get pretty excited. So the episode pretty much starts off with, uh, the destroyer gods and the supreme kai's from the universes that don't have to participate in the tournament because let's remember here not all 12 universes actually are required to fight in a tournament of power okay according to the ranking system there were four universes that were exempt from having a fight because their rankings were were high enough that they didn't they don't have to participate in this but i guess there's still they still have to kind of be there to to i don't know spectate and just kind of see what happens so we we get those guys showing up and we kind of get sort of this uh this sort of explanation of the ring from the grand minister and he's saying that it's made out of some very familiar stuff that's also used in universe seven and uh it's kind of mentioning and and, and the kai's just kind of have some questions about the way things are kind of uh, uh turning out now as far as the this i think they're talking about the stability of the ring and it kind of sparks this whole idea uh, of which where they're just kind of the, the the destroyer guys that are there currently. Uh, not all of them. I think it's only three of them that are participating in this. Yeah, because they even turn to one of the others. And, uh, and they're like, it's not <laughs> it's not uh, it's unlike you to pass up a fight. But he says he already knows how it's going to end. So it's really just only three of them. But they kind of have like this preliminary sort of sparring match, I guess, just to kind of test out the ring. And, you know, give you know, like a pre little fight bonus thing for Grand Zeno. So we get to see these destroyer guys just kind of jump in there for a couple minutes and just kind of, you know, just start going at it. It doesn't really last very long. I mean, I don't think they were planning to sort of, you know, turn this into anything. I mean, I, what it does manage to accomplish is that it destroys the entire ring. <laughs> so now they're realizing 
you know, we're probably going to have to rebuild this thing and make it a little bit stronger. Uh, and then we get a funny moment where they check in with the Omni Kings to see what they thought of the fight. And they're up there just kind of taking naps and shit. So, <laughs> but Grand Minister tells them, hey, we need to go ahead and sort of rebuild this thing now before uh, the contestants arrive. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of nice to see like these universes that are too good to be in the in the tournament of power. They still kind of get put to work a little bit here. OK, and then we jump back over to universe seven. We can't forget that uh everyone else we have to see their reactions to freezer right because they knew freezer was coming no one but goku had really seen him yet so and then beerus you know weiss so they show up <laughs> of course vegeta has to make a comment and he says i like the way that that halo looks on your head Frieza." and Frieza's like yeah i think it'd be much better fitting for a prince though and it's just you gotta have these kinds of moments right because i mean man the history between Frieza and Vegeta, and now he has to fight alongside this guy. I mean, you, you, it's enough that Goku has to fight alongside Frieza, right? But Vegeta has to fight alongside Frieza. Like, I wish they would actually play this up more. You know, one thing that we do get a lot of in this show is is sort of the rivalry and the sort of history between Goku and and Frieza because of the epic battle that they had. I mean, it makes sense that they would have that, but with the history that Frieza and Vegeta have, I, I, I kind of want them to play that up a little bit more. So hopefully there'll be more of this stuff. Because uh, they're kind of, you know, <laughs> getting they get to the point where they're about to get into it right here and Beerus has to remind them is that, hey, you, you know, <laughs> there's no fighting here. And they mentioned this, this whole thing about like, you know, it, you can't fight Frieza. There's no one else to take Boo's place. And then they pan over to Yamcha. <laughs> Yamcha's just kind of hiding out back there, just kind of chilling. Uh, I talked about this before. You know, I kind of wish Yamcha was involved in this because I think it would have been a really good opportunity to kind of bring him back into the fold and just be like, OK, now we're going to show that Yamcha is not just a joke. But instead, they decided to just go ahead and just sort of play on the joke, which is okay too. But uh, so yeah, he's just kind of in the background, just saying, you know, maybe I would have just whooped everybody's asses too fast. So maybe that's why they didn't ask me. <laughs> so then Supreme Kai walks up and he wants to uh, discuss the strategy, and uh, Vegeta's saying, "There's no need for a strategy. We just take down the strongest guys as fast as we can." And then, you know, it ends up being a situation where. Frieza actually kind of agrees with Vegeta. Piccolo's kind of reiterating on the importance of strategy here. And he's saying that, you know, Trunks and Bullet would be eliminated along with everyone else. You know, and, and Gohan, of, is, of course, is coming in and saying that, you know, we kind of have to work as a team and all that kind of stuff. We're going against 70 warriors. They're going to be all bound to be super strong. And they're just kind of they're just reiterating this whole team-based fighting strategy that they're supposed to have. Uh, we know that that doesn't necessarily happen, <laughs> but uh, I think they're kind of playing it up more in this episode so that when we see next episode, see what happens, it kind of has a little bit more of a, an effect. And of course, these guys are saying that it's not honorable to fight, <laughs> to not fight one on one. But, you know, they're saying that it's it's beyond that. And they have to kind of remind themselves that Goku and Vegeta are full blooded Saiyans. And that, you know, it might be kind of hard for them to do that. And but uh, nonetheless, Beerus tells them they're not allowed to fight alone. OK, and then 
we says they all have to join hands because everybody it's time for everybody to be transported to the new realm so we can start the turn of power getting this thing underway and <laughs> it just so happens that the way everyone kind of lines up where vegeta needs to hold frieza's hand okay so of course he kind of has to make a moment out of that uh, but then Beerus kind of steps in and says, okay, okay, I'll, I'll hold his hand. I'll hold his hand. You won't have to do it. I mean, that look, that is a lot to ask. Okay. I mean, I'm with, I'm with Vegeta here. It's like, you're going to make me hold this motherfucker's hand after the, all the stuff he's put me through. <laughs> so then they kind of, Whis calls up the grand minister and um, they're transported. Everybody's just kind of instantly transported to the noble realm. So of course they get there and everybody's kind of taking it in and spectating and, and just kind of admiring everything. And they notice that the ring is still in the process of being built because we've got these uh, these other three destroyer gods that are kind of um, whose responsibility was to kind of put it back together. Okay. And then shortly after Universe 7 arrives, then we started to get to the arrival of some of the other uh, universes and, <laughs> and Beerus, Beerus says, hey, how come the other... Uh, Universe didn't have to hold hands, and then Weiss reveals that that was just a thing that he was <laughs> that he was making him do, uh, which was funny. So then we get <clears throat> sorry, oh man, <laughs> I apologize for that. Uh, so then we get a moment where they're all just kind of looking off the edge of the ring, right? Because this question has been, what happens if you fall off this thing? Where do you go? <laughs> so they're all just kind of looking down, and you can't really see anything. And Vegeta asks, hey, well, what's to stop us from flying back up? We says your flight has been disabled. So Goku decides to test it. So he just jumps really high in the air and comes right back down. Uh, you know, they're just kind of getting some of the preliminary sort of questions out the way. And I do kind of like this because um, there's some other characters here that have wings. Some of the other fighters from the other universes. And they're allowed to fly because that is a part of their natural physical makeup. They have wings. That's not an acquired ability or taste. And I, you know, taste, <laughs> acquired taste. Yeah, it's not an acquired ability or acquired taste. Um, and we says, you know, it, it's it's a part of the natural body. It's not, it's not, you know, energy manipulation. And I just, I, I just love the way that they explain it. It's just explained kind of perfectly in it. It makes sense. I mean, it does kind of give them a bit of an advantage over some of the other fighters who can't fly, I would assume, because, I mean, what's to stop them from just kind of flying up as high as they can possibly go to get away from being thrown out of the ring? But you guess you also have to remember that you can be blasted out of the sky and, and these characters can still jump really high, too. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at it that way, it could be it could even be a disadvantage, too, if you think about it. Um, so let's see. Oh, and then we get a moment that I was kind of waiting for from the moment that it was announced. We find out that Frieza was going to be a part of this tournament was the meeting of Frieza and Frost. <laughs> okay. So that happens, you know, I was kind of thinking maybe they would save it until somewhere in the middle of the fight, but they kind of just get it out of the way right now. Uh, and of course hit is there. And we, you know, we see a moment with them. We get a moment with what Kaba sees Vegeta. So we're kind of getting these reunions at the same time. We get the introductions of, of Khalifa and Kale to Goku and Vegeta. Khalifa's not really, she's not really interested in meeting anybody. <laughs> I guess she is. She's probably the most Saiyan-like 
out of those characters. I mean, Kale is not like any Saiyan we've ever seen. Kaba is probably not either. So Kalifa is probably the only one that's kind of really similar to the the way Saiyans would have been in Universe 7. You know, like not Goku, because Goku hit his head and he's all good natured and stuff. But they all probably would have been more like Vegeta uh, and Kalifa. And this is also kind of a good opportunity for someone to check in with Master Roshi now that they're seeing the, the, the female fighters starting to show up and just saying like, are you sure you're going to be able to handle this? And he says he, he's sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess we'll see. Um, so, this, yeah, coming back to Frieza and Frost, uh, we get kind of a moment and it's just I mean, it, you know, just the way they the way that they set up the shot and the way that it's animated and the way that it's. They just kind of put them in, in shadow. I mean, we can already see some low, some some underhanded, low down, dirty shit starting to brew here between these two. <laughs> so Freeze is pretty much like, hey, what if we team up on the sly? So now we got Freeze and Frost going to be kind of secretly working together to. I don't know exactly how they're going to team up. I mean, they're from opposite universes, so helping the other universe is hurting your own. So I, I don't know what that's going to turn out to be, but. So then, of course, we get a moment where the fighters from Universe 11 show up and they kind of have to make a big deal out of that because this is they've kind of been the sort of teased biggest uh, threats to Universe 7. And, you know, they're all dressed alike and shit. So <laughs> they show up and it's pretty badass, pretty badass moment. Uh, and, of course, Goku, you know, as soon as he sees Top, he has to run over and say something to him because this is a this is a thing that they've already started. So now they have to they have to remind us that this is a this is an ongoing thing. And then Top is like, I don't care about this is there's there's no personal vendetta here. I'm only here because I have to be here to fight for my universe. And uh, of course, Jiren is there, and there's been a, a lot of sort of secrecy surrounding him and exactly how strong he is and you know there's a moment where goku is, is is saying something to him and all of a sudden he appears behind him and he's like how'd you do that and i'm like well come on man you can do that too goku <laughs> you can do that um and then there's this moment to where like they decided they want to speed up the the construction of the ring or the reconstruction of the ring and everyone kind of moves out of the way because they don't know exactly where these blocks are gonna go and Jiren doesn't move. He just kind of stands there. And for some reason, that's super impressive to Goku. I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> Goku's like, he's that's one powerful warrior. He didn't even move. He knew exactly where those blocks were going to go. But to me, it's like, I mean, it makes sense that they wouldn't hit you with the blocks, right? They don't want to injure any of the fighters before the fight, before the tournament starts. So common sense would say that you don't have to move out of the way. They're not going to hit you with the blocks. So I don't know that that's like the best example of Jiren's power is the fact that he didn't move away from some blocks that probably wouldn't have hurt him anyway. So I think that was a little bit of a stretch, but so then we just kind of get like this quick sort of uh, introduction to the other universes and we see universe two and there's a, there's a guy, there's a yard rat guy there and i think that was something that we kind of talked about before just kind of when we were just kind of speculating and just kind of wishful thinking uh about 
the tournament of power and the, and the contestants. I think at one point we talked about that on the podcast, that it would be cool to have someone from Yardrat there. Cause it's, it's just nice to acknowledge the fact that that is also a planet, right? Because we know that that planet exists and it stands the reason that maybe one of the really good fighters in universe seven will be from Yardrat. And there he is. <laughs> so, uh, and they say they have to keep an eye on him because you know, he, he clearly is going to know instant transmission. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And then we just kind of go around and meet the other universes. And we get we finally get a, an actual look at all of the fighters. And I, I found myself pausing it while watching it just to look and just get a good look at every fighter. You know, and once upon a time, there was a conversation we were having on one of the episodes of the podcast where uh, one of my listeners wrote in and he said that every fighter from from all the universes was supposed to be based on some other properties or something like that and you know there was this question of whether or not i was able to determine what that is based on looking at them and like now that i'm seeing them all no i mean i mean i'm sure this there i'm sure there's they took influence from something but i couldn't tell you right now because i mean they all kind of look different unique and and all that kind of stuff so but um but I, I think one of the most one of the most impressive things to me so far about all of this, about this entire idea of the tournament of power, is that you know the creators they had to go and create seventy new characters, seventy plus, right? Because just just the f- wait, sorry, okay, so there's seventy fighters total in the tournament, right? Okay, so that's included Universe Seven. Okay, so they didn't obviously didn't have to create those characters, but all the rest of these characters they had to create. And then if you count the Supreme Kai's and the Destroyer guys of every universe too, that's that's well over seventy new characters they had to make up just for this segment of the show. And that's you know designing them and making sure they all have their own voice actors and all that kind of stuff. And like that's, I mean, I'm sure they're doubling up. They probably have some voice actors doing multiple duty for some of these characters that probably won't talk a lot, but they still have to go and like design each and every one of them. And I think that that's pretty impressive. That's a lot of characters to create all of a sudden (laughs) for just one, you know, sort of storyline. And of course, we have to revisit Universe 6 because this is a universe that we've seen before with the uh, Destroyer Tournament. And... So we've got some familiar faces here. We've got, what was his name? Batamo. We've got Magetta back there. They're back. Hit is back. Frost is back. Kaba is back. We also have Khalifa and Kale. Some little pig looking dude. (laughs) And then there's two other mysterious fighters in the back. Because they were saying that they they only have eight fighters. But Tian was able to sense that there's two more. So I don't know what that means. There's clearly two more fighters. And you can, if you look really closely in this shot, you can see them in the background. But they're just kind of silhouetted. So even now that they're showing us, quote unquote, all the characters, we're still not seeing all the characters. So they're keeping these two in the back secretive for some reason. So I guess we'll see what that uh, ends up being. And then, of course, they say Universe 7, and we get our, our, our close-ups of, of our team. And I, I sat there, and I was cheering, and I was like, yeah, buddy, yeah. <laughs> I was getting pumped up when I saw that. Uh, and then we see the, the 10th Universe. 
Uh, and of course, there's always got to be some Vega looking dude. <laughs> I feel like every time there's any sort of tournament on Dragon Ball, there's always got to be some pretty dude with long hair and roses and shit. And, and, and he, I guess he'll be on that team. Uh, and then they head over to the 11th universe is the, you know, the, the Power Rangers over there, those guys. <laughs> and uh, it's a cool moment. It's just a cool moment. You know, it, it's just it's time to get excited. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. They just kind of go around and give us some close-up shots of all the fighters again. And the narrator comes in and just trying to get us pumped up for what, what is, um, what is yet to come. Um, and I just want to say this now is that I, I, as we get deeper into the tournament of power, I do, I am concerned at how much that's going to change the dynamic of the podcast. Cause you know, normally I would sit here and I would dissect and, and sort of, um, make you know theorize about what's going to happen here and 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 i think that's going to still happen but for for example there just wasn't a lot to talk about during this episode right because it's just kind of like stuff happening there's no and all i can do is kind of comment on the things that are happening there's no real like anything to really theorize about at this point so some of these episodes are probably going to end up being shorter i'd imagine that once we get into the actual tournament of power itself especially on episodes where it's just a bunch of fighting, then all I can do is kind of commentate on the fighting. So we might end up with shorter episodes of the podcast because <laughs> this, this episode, this, I'm pretty much out of stuff to talk about at this point. Uh, of course, if you guys send me emails with your questions and your theories and your concerns and that kind of stuff, then that'll give us more content. That'll, that'll give us more stuff to talk about, but Oh shit, I'm, I'm knocking stuff over. Plus, it doesn't help that I'm I'm under the weather, too, so I can't even really talk very long. <laughs> but I want to say this. Uh, stay tuned because I will be back real soon with episode 97. Uh, and then I'll be going out of town for a couple days. Uh, I'll actually be going to, to Los Angeles. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I won't be going very long, though. I should be back in time to record episode 98. Oh, man, we are running out of time. We're getting really close episode 100 i mean especially now that i'm having to sort of catch up i'm starting to realize that like there's really not much time left <laughs> okay so we're there but anyway i want to thank you guys for being super patient i'm sorry this episode is so short but i am really feeling not great and uh once again sometimes there's just not a lot of stuff to kind of talk about episode wise but so with that being said guys i'm gonna bow out of here and i'm gonna try to get the other episode up um uh, if not today, then tomorrow at the latest, or maybe later tonight. We'll see what happens. But anyway, until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I will see you next time. Keep rocking the dragon. Yeah.